Matthew 23. <clears throat> Last time we were together, we looked at the first four woes. The first one, verse 13. <clears throat> the hypocrisy of their preaching. and it's, what, it's under the heading, what the leaders declared. We've noticed in the first verses of chapter 23 the, what the leaders desired. They wanted men to look at them and how good they were. Then what they declared, the hypocrisy of their preaching, verse 13. And then the next woe, the hypocrisy of their prayers, verse 14. Long, pretentious prayers. And then thirdly, the third woe, the hypocrisy of their proselytes. <coughs> Excuse me. Compass sea and land to make one and make him twofold more the child of hell. And then fourthly, the fourth woe, the hypocrisy of their precepts. 16 to 21, or 22. They're fully expressed and they're fully exposed. <clears throat> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. The likes of these fellas are still around today. <laughs> they like to be seen of men they like to be patted on the back by men what does the Bible say woe if all men speak well of thee you must be doing something wrong <laughs> and these people wanted people to see, speak well of them wanted to be patted on the back wanted to be congratulated God doesn't do that that's for the future if we desire that when we serve the Lord, then we're desiring the wrong thing in the ministry. We shouldn't even go there. And uh, the, the woes come upon them for all this desire that they had. And now we go to the fifth woe. I don't know whether we should leave that last woe. <laughs> I have a heap of verses written down here about the current people that are like these guys. The, the woe of their precepts it, it, sometimes I feel like opening it up to yourselves tell me what do you see in religious circles today what do you see people doing what do you hear about them what are they up to how are they trying to get attention how are they trying to increase their fold their followers and I think you'd be able to parallel a lot of these with the verses that are found in the New Testament concerning these people one, one Troy mentioned this morning actually in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 he didn't get time to go there verses 12 to 15 we might get there this evening and see the the, the, the motive that these people have is wrong and God sees right through it I pray that he looks at, as he looks at our motives for what we do that he sees clear, clean and clear motives Verse 23, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and anise and common, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These are what you've done, and not to leave the other undone. You should have paid your tithes on those things too, but done this as well. Ye blind guides who strain at a gnat and swallow a camel explains them well let's pray thank you lord for your word and the clarity of it 
the warnings of it. Oh Lord, thank you that we can flee from these things if we're wise people. Flee from these very bad motives in spiritual work. It's the world, it's the old man creeping in that allows these things to be in our hearts. And Lord, we're so steeped in it. We so live by the rule of the world in our times past before we were Christians. We just bring it into the Christian life and think it's right and it's wrong. It's offensive to you. And Lord, I pray that we would be aware of that and not do it. Bless the word as it's shared tonight and opened in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so what the leaders displayed. First of all, a show of religion, verse 24 and 20, uh, 23 and 24 that we've just read. Exaggerating minor matters over the law. Here the Lord ridiculed their birdsome traditions. He railed on their religious nitpicking nonsense. Mint and anise. Herbs used for aroma and flavour. Insignificant. <laughs> this is what the Lord's saying. Insignificant. But here they talked about tithing on these insignificant things. About working out how much they owed the Lord. Look, it's, it's almost like if, we, if we're truly serving the Lord, we won't be counting what we give. We'll be so joyful to give it, we'll just give it. Let alone adding it all up and uh, detailing the little matters. God wants a open a heart that's open to him and, and freely, fl the, the, the blessings of God flowing into that freely flow, flow from that open heart to those around. And in, as far as giving is concerned, it, uh, hey, what you give to the Lord tells you, because you know what you give, about you. <laughs> if it's giving grudgingly, it won't be rewarded as one preacher said if you're going to give it in a wrong manner don't give it because it won't be blessed <laughs> mm. weightier there are weightier matters than these little things that they were going on about mint and anise herbs and spices and aromas so they're exaggerating minor matters, verse 23, the first part of it, and eroding major matters. The seriousness of their behavior was what the problem was. The Lord denounced their outward compliance and demanded inward obedience instead. They demanded obedience in mortal issues. He demanded obedience in moral issues. Um, faithfully fulfilling God's word. Matthew 22, 37 to 40. This is called a royal law. If you just go back one chapter there and 37 and 40 that we've covered already. And Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like to it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Here's some weightier matters. Here's some things that you should keep. Not arguing and working out and weighing up your mint and cumin or whatever it is there. These are the matters. Here they, they would walk on the other side of the road and avoid the guy that had leprosy or the, the, the Samaritan. 
this Good Samaritan. The, the Good Samaritan that came and met the needs of the individual wounded because he loved him and didn't want to see him hurt as he did. What about us? Are we going on about little matters that don't matter at all? Huh. Mortal issues instead of moral issues. Loving the Lord with all our heart and loving fellow men. Let's turn to the book of James. Have we fulfilled the royal law? Or are we going on about little things that don't matter? <laughs> Mint and common. Um, chapter 2 of James and verse 8. We read there, If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. There is the scripture. There it is quoted. Love your neighbour. You will do for him what you want done for you. In John's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 34. John 13 and 34. We read there, and it's not there. Ah, oh, that's chapter 14. There it is. A new commandment, said the Lord Jesus, I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye love one another. But by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye love one another. And that message goes on and on and on through the scripture. Love one another. Back in James chapter 1 and verse 27, we have this written, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So there's service and separation. Service for others... Others first and ourselves second. Service. How can we render service for God? We think of it as in terms of getting up preaching or teaching. But it's when we serve other people. The fatherless widows in affliction. There are needs in our midst. There are people with needs. Pastor can't do all those. We are to be doing it for one another. Someone's going to get on me for saying this. Mr. Brunken was out mowing his lawn. Does that say something? Is that practical Christianity that someone might be doing that for him when he's finding it hard to walk? I mean, Mr. Brunken, don't get on me about this. <laughs> but I just say it. It's practical. That would be practical Christianity, wouldn't it? What are we doing? It's lonely up here and it's quiet. <laughs> But the, the, the Bible says it. I might as well say it. I know someone turned up, and I know that he mowed his lawn because someone turned up while he was mowing it to do it. <laughs> but you see, and, and, the, and the fatherless, the un, and keep oneself, the service and separation in that verse, they're spoken about. These are the more important matters. It's not about what we know, it's how we serve and how we separate for the Lord 
in his work, in his ministry through us, to other people. So they had exaggerated minor matters and they were eroding, exaggerated minor matters and eroding major matters here. Um, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 12 to 15, pure religion, royal law. These are the things that matter. Um, <clears throat> the senselessness of, the, of their behavior is seen in verse 24, back in Matthew 23. Ye blind guides who strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. What's a gnat? A small thing. <laughs> like a, yeah, like a, a knit you don't even know he's gone down. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but you can't, they can't do that, but they'll swallow a camel. And that's quite a... You were, camels are used for different reasons. You know? The eye of a needle, a camel going through the eye of a needle. Here, swallowing a camel. And it would take a long time to swallow a camel. A bit at a time, of course. <laughs> and this is what they were. They were, doing, they were senseless in their behaviour. Careful with little things and careless about the main and big things. We see secondly in verse 25 and 26, the sixth woe, but secondly tonight under what the leaders displayed, a show of respectability, verse 20, 25 and following <clears throat> to verse 26. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye may clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse, that, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. So there was outward conformity and inward corruption. Careful about appearances, but not about attitudes. And this showed... This show of respectability was worthless before God. We're going to stand before him and be judged by him. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 14. I've likened this to the church at Laodicea that's spoken about in that, in that portion of scripture. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 14. And unto the angel of the church of <clears throat> Laodiceans write these things, saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness. The beginning of the creation of God. <clears throat> I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. And so that because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. And because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor <clears throat> and blind and naked. What an indictment against these people that are supposed to be spiritual supposed to be spiritual leaders in the, in, the, in the early church there, Laodicea and even down to our day. The church is pictured as being Laodicean today. I counsel of thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye slap that thou mayest see. Just have a good look at yourselves. It's what the Lord said to this church here. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. And some people cannot take the rebuke. Some people cannot take the chastening. And what does it say we ought to do if we're found guilty and we feel guilty about it? Repent. And that repentance is to be true repentance. That repentance is not just, well, oh, sorry, Lord, I did it wrong. <laughs> but it should be as a Corinthians where it tells us that we we really, really repent. 
and uh, words won't come to me that are in that verse, but I know where it's in Second Corinthians there, that we repent of these things and turn, that the Lord might bless us and minister through us. And so have we got a show of respectability? How might people have this that's spoken about in verse 25 to 26? How might they have that show of respectability? Scribes, Pharisees, ye may clean the outside of the cup. How do people make, make their religion look clean, their Christianity look clean? And dress it up. Literally. It can be what they wear. It makes them look like they're spiritual. But are in wood full of dead men's bones and rottenness. They are within full of extortion and excess, that verse says there. They can make it look good by their facilities as well. Some years ago, someone said to me, well, look at the Lord that's doing for us. Look at the buildings we have. Look at this and that we have. But what they didn't say is that they loaned all the money and the bank owned it. Not them. <laughs> and I say, God didn't provide that. They, they go and turn and say, well, by faith we believe he will provide. Or is that presumption? Presuming that God will give. We have to be very careful about trying to use God's name in that manner. I don't think it's right that we should. And we dress up the outward to say, look, we are successful. But inward we are full of extortion and excess. What is our heart? How is it before the Lord? I can't tell what's going on in your heart. Sometimes we may be able to by your outward. But God knows. Now, blind Pharisee, cleanse that which is within the cup and platter that the outside may be clean also. How much better it is to have the inside right and it flows from there to the outside. A blessing to behold, a blessing to see in the life of an individual that calls himself a Christian. And so just those, those two for tonight, we've looked at these two woes. If we go any further, we go for another 20 minutes. So we won't do that to you tonight. <laughs> what the leaders displayed, a show of religion. And secondly, a show of respectability. And I think in the, um, and in the outline it might have the next two, a show of, res of uh, righteousness and a show <laughs> that we have on the eighth woe. What the leaders devise, actually, we go into another area there, 29 to 36. Let's not be like them. Let's be different from them. Let's take heed to what the Lord has said. Let's look up the scripture and say, what's right, what's wrong for me? Know what God wants, what God desires. In fact, from the morning service, God wants to dwell in our hearts. He wants to be expressed through us to unsaved people, to this world, like he wanted through Israel to show the world who he was and what he was, he, wants, he dwells in us for that purpose now. How are we showing, what are we showing the world that the Lord is like? Let's be clean inside. What does it say? Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord in the Old Testament. And if an Old Testament high priest went into the temple or the tabernacle unclean, they dragged him out dead. That's what God thinks, that's what God thought, and still what he thinks. And if we're going to do the work of the Lord, be clean.
inside, not just dressed up on the outside. Have you ever bought a dud car? Have you ever bought a dud, all painted up? I bought an engine for the Tarana. And they had a picture of it in something when the, the engine was being fixed and it, it, it broke. And so they, we had to get another one. And they had cleaned up one side of the engine and sprayed it with red paint. I should have looked a bit closer at the picture and saw that the wires were covered with red paint. But they painted up the outside. They said it was reconditioned engine and got it down here. Brother Ross bought it down from Sydney. And you know what? It, it was. <laughs> they had done a reconditioned job because I pulled the head off, had a look inside. And it was done. <laughs> but it could have been a complete dud. Painted it, advertised it to sell it. And I know we're not advertising and selling Christianity. We're, we're saying here's the way, but it could have been a dud. Are we a dud? <clears throat> Are we not showing what we really should be from inside? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. <clears throat> Lord, people see through us. They can see if we're for real. They can see if we mean what we say. <clears throat> they even test us to do certain things to make us respond and see where we're for real. I pray that we would be real for you, clean on the inside, that would be doing Christianity, not just speaking about it, behaving, believing, and glorifying the Lord. Lord, speak to us in areas where we have not done what we should do. Let us look for opportunities to minister to those that have a real need, not just to minister to those who might be able to give something back to us, but do things for people who cannot help us back. And it shows true Christianity. Bless us as we go our way, and might be we be really real for you and bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.